0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 591 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by FeedXL. Visit them at FeedXL.com. Well, howdy, everybody. Glenn the Geek back with you in our continuing rapid random tip series that Jennifer and I are doing for you this week. We have two more to go, I believe. Is that right, Jennifer?
1: Yep, we're down to the wire now.
0: All right, so we have two more to go. This tip is sponsored by FeedXL.com. Visit FeedXL to find out. Well, you know, we mentioned FeedXL yesterday because on the tip, because we were talking about feeding your horses correctly and making sure your horses had the right intake of vitamins and minerals, and, and not too much, and vitamins not too and much vitamins and minerals. Because one of the things that FeedXL has found in all of the people who have signed up and who have done their research on FeedXL is that horses tend to be over-supplemented rather than under-supplemented. So what they have also found is with their recommendations that people can save money by using feed FeedXL. It's one of the things that we don't talk about very often.
1: Beaker uses feed FeedXL four times a year, every quarter. Put in what he's eating, how I anticipate it might change with the changes of seasons, and I put it in there. And it's amazing what I planned on feeding him this winter here in Kentucky. I was... Um, I was meeting his caloric needs, but I was way past his nutritional needs. He was getting way more of the actual nutrients versus calories than he really needed. Yeah, you were surprised, actually. I was very surprised, so yeah. I adjusted it. Um, I had to adjust the quantities of the different hays and grains and things that he was getting. And I was able to meet his calorie needs without exceeding his nutrient needs. And I'm actually spending a little bit less on um, food this winter. It's kind and of he nice. looks great. He looks he's He's kind of chubby and
0: shiny. I think he looks great. (laughs) Uh, I like chubby, just like me. So anyway, (laughs) you can find all of those answers at FeedXL.com. So what's our rapid random tip about today?
1: Varmints. Rodents.
0: Critters. Critters, okay.
1: Especially in the fall of the year, we tend to notice the varmints moving into the barn because they're looking for a good place to hang out for the winter. Um, You don't want varmints in your barn. They carry diseases. They're disgusting. And I'm sorry, varmints should stay outside. You need a three prong approach. You need to make life unpleasant at your facility if you're a varmint.
0: You need to. Which means nothing to eat.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm getting there. You need to remove the food source of varmints and you need to give them nowhere to hang out. So, first, make life unpleasant by investing in a couple of healthy cats. Um, In my opinion, unless your barn sits along an interstate, everybody should have. A couple of uh, fixed, well cared for kitty cats. If you feed them lightly, don't feed them free choice. Feed them what it says to on the label. They will actually catch more mice than if you don't feed them. Um, get good yeah, healthy. Yeah,
0: that's that's a that's a misnomer that a lot of people think is if I don't feed my cats, they're going to be hungry enough, they're going to go find mice. But if you actually feed them the recommended amount of food, they will catch more mice. Yes, because they're healthier and they feel better and. And well, they want to go play. They want to go play. If, yep.
1: if you don't feed them at all, what they will tend to do is f- wander further in an effort to get food, and they will not be targeting the varmints And the, the neighbor's going
0: to feed them, and they won't come home.
1: Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> we had that problem once. Um, so uh, vaccinate your kitties. Go get, go get some good, healthy barn stock from the local shelter. Um, they're well worth the investment. If you can't have kitties at your farm, perhaps a Jack Russell or hot dog will do. But you want to make life unpleasant because they're not necessarily catching all those mice. But they're making it an unpleasant place to live. So the mice are going to go to your next door neighbor's barn that doesn't have a cat. Next, you want to remove the food source. Mice, rats, uh, raccoons, possums all eat grains. Clean up your feed room. That includes all the feed, all the little dribbles. Keep the supplements closed. And this is the one that people miss out on. Keep the area underneath of your horse's feed bucket in his stall clean Uh, they dribble grain everywhere when they eat and it gets mushed into the nooks and crannies a family of mice can live for a week on three oats so keep those areas clean and you'll have a lot fewer mice because there's nothing to live on and number three don't give them a place to live if you've got holes in the walls um, close them if you've got masonry or stone um, walls a good way to plug them up because mice and rats particularly will dig right through it Put steel wool into the hole and then patch it with your concrete because the rats and mice will not go through the steel wool. Also, if you have paths that are frequented by those critters, again, steel wool, especially if it has soap in it, is a great way to discourage those guys and then just put a patch over top. So it's a great way to discourage them. Uh, If you've got old tires lying about, fill the inside of the tire with some kind of a fill, rocks, dirt, etc. Then nobody can live inside the tires. That includes mosquitoes. Cross-country jumps. Critters love to live inside your cross-country jumps. So pick them up and move them several times a year, even if you only move them a couple of feet. It's amazing how many times you'll find possums nesting under there and groundhogs and mow groundhogs in particular those of us who live in the east love fields that are not mowed regularly which is why you see them in hay fields and not pastures so if you've got uh, dormant ground that doesn't get mowed very often you're a lot more likely to have ground dwelling varmints so that's our varmint control rapid tip for the day
0: and I know gophers have been a big problem uh, everywhere. And, <laughs> go go to horses in the morning yes. and
1: listen to Jamie's rant. We're going to have
0: to get Jamie on Horse Tip Daily to do the final because she's finally eliminated her gopher problem after a year of battling. And uh, we're going to have to get her on Horse Tip Daily here to to let us know exactly what works and what doesn't in fighting the gopher mound situation in your pastures. Well, that's it for today. Thank you very much, Jennifer. And we're coming back, I think, with one more t- one more rapid random tip, and then. Jennifer will be back to doing normal tips as usual, and she'll kick me the heck out of the studio because you guys all hear me way too much on the other shows that I do. Don't forget that uh, I also do another show called The Stable Scoop Show. It was the first show that we ever did with my co-host, Alina B. Stop on over there. We're doing some great roundtables right now with people discussing various topics. It's been a lot of fun. So StableScoop.com. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back again tomorrow with another new tip.